0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Saturday Morning Dungeons & Dragons show. My name is Jordan, with a silent PH in the middle, and I'm joined always by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over there at Sir Lucian Gaming. Uh, Good morning, sir. Good morning. Hello, Glammy. I am doing
1: wonderful, as they ask in chat, so I am fantastic. I hope you are, too. (laughs) So there
0: was a talk in the YouTube chats about how do you pronounce zine? Ooh, I'm a I'm a
1: zine. You're magazine, a zine guy. Magazine.
0: Yeah, I have yeah, always said zine, I get it. and uh, having recently, we were talking about zines, and I'm gonna say zine because mm-hmm. that's what I thought it is. But uh, we were talking about zines, and people were, um, like they stopped me and they're just like, "Do you mean zines?" And I'm like, "Whoa, I have never heard that. Like, you what are you?" <laughs> I was blown away. I'm like, <laughs> but what? It reminds me of um. In Final Fantasy, uh, I was a big Final Fantasy kid mm-hmm. growing up, and so I played all the video games. And one of the summoned <laughs> monsters is—I uh, thought it was Ifrit, and it's I F, but like Ifriti, like I thought it yeah, was like yeah, a I've play on that word. Like sense. the Japanese didn't—I don't know. And so I was like, "No, it's a Frit," and this guy was just like, "No, it's I I Ifrit or whatever." He said it was Ifrit, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Oh, this hurts my head. I don't like yeah. it. And that has uh, been my entire life with running a and d lore YouTube channel where they're like, how are you pronouncing that? Why? Dude, it's Drow. And I'm like, no, it's it's yeah. Drow like cow. Come on, guys.
1: Um, I think you have the logical reasoning behind it that I can't match. Like you say magazine, you think yeah. zine. I don't have anything that matches that. But in my head, it's always been Zine. I, yeah. I don't know why I thought that or where it came from. But
0: <laughs> oh, and now we're getting to the GIF versus Gif. Yeah. Oh, you, you yeah, gotta well, just class. say you gotta say Jif yeah. and go and go with that. and Make yeah, everybody yeah. happy. Yeah. Peanut Animated butter gifs. GIFs. <laughs> peanut butter Jif. And yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm Team Peanut Butter on that one. Um. Anyway, this episode of the Saturday Morning D D Show we're gonna we're gonna talk about something that I should have known about. But was not paying attention to, and that is ZineQuest. Yeah. Um. So for those of you who don't know, Zine Quest is a Kickstarter thing. This is the third annual ZineQuest. Um. And I'll put a, I'll put a link in our chat here. But uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh. <laughs> so uh, apparently it's an annual. Thing in February where people come together for the tabletop world, and uh, just they make a lot of stuff, and it's usually very affordable. Um, and they're zines; they're just little pocket tabletop RPGs. So I think there's like some maps in here. There's some other stuff, but then there's like full-on games, and then there's some other like systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, I, have you looked at any of these? I, I so lucian or not lucian uh lex you're lucian lex mm-hmm. from my rod of seven parts game was like you should look at some of these and so i started digging around and some of them he's are he's definitely really a big cool. sign
1: guy i feel yeah, like the is. osr crowd yeah. love signs yep i feel like um they're the modern equivalent to what we all used to look at magazines back in the day with dungeon and dragon yeah. number 47 or 452 or whatever it was and I think I should look at those things more often, but for some reason now that we're in the digital age, I don't, I don't seem to look at them as much. I did just backstart last week, the Dungeoneering sign from right here in Kalamazoo. So that was yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, no, that's um, cool. Um, but and power so,
1: words of engine and this, this other one looks really cool.
0: Yeah, they are. So, uh, looking at it right now, here's a five E one called the lights of Winthrop manor, Winthrop manor. Um, yeah. and so it's like a, Uh, monster or a haunted house kind of thing but for 5th edition Um, or unless it's the 5th edition of this and I don't understand it anyway maybe not but uh, I wanted to talk about the two that I thought were really cool Um, and the first one is the power words engine so this is system neutral um, and you can use it in your uh, you can use it in D&D that's the most applicable but like any kind of fantasy setting is what it is and instead of the traditional Vancian casting spell magic, you can replace it with this. And it's kind of cool. They have cut up all of the, the magic's schools, so divination, mm-hmm. necromancy, conjuration. Um, and then they gave a bunch of, like, uh, words that are associated with certain things. And so, um, like, the word fire is evocation just in nature because of the word and orb is conjuration because of whatever. Um, and so what you do is you create a sentence using this vocabulary and that is your spell. And it's all about connecting them if they have harmony. Um, so orb of fire has four harmony because the, the different things, and then you actually create a fireball and that's orb of Mm -hmm. fire. Uh, it, it's just kind of a cool idea And not unlike what I was trying to create for my uh, D6 game that I've been working on, that RPG that I've been working on. Um, And I call it the module D6 because the idea is that if I want to – this is taking it to a spellcrafting level. But, like, if I want to play a necromancer, I'll take the, uh, like, uh, necrotic energy module Mm -hmm. and I'll take the pet module. And then Mm -hmm. I combine those together and now I have, like, skeletons. And so that's the idea is that you build your own class based on the things you want. But I could easily be like, I want to be a death knight. So I'm going to take swords and Mm -hmm. necrotic energy. And now I have like death knight stuff or or something like that. Uh, So I really like this. I thought it was kind of cool and I backed it. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see what it what it looks like when it comes out. Um, But yeah, for for five dollars, you get a PDF copy. That's great.
1: That's very cool really
0: cool i like things that are modular i like
1: things that make you think about how to bring combinations of things together mm-hmm. it it dives into like character building for me or if i'm playing something like a diablo or a path of exiles where you can mix and match skills change mm-hmm. damage yeah. output maybe add something to it and that becomes your thing that you're doing i always think that's really cool hey Dia allen welcome to the show welcome Subscribed. Yay. And I just love the idea of modular items bringing into your game. So that's, you know, that's a perfect idea. Power words for spells. Yeah, it'd be cool, too, if they had like all the words where like you could do maybe some different languages so you could put some flavor into what your players are saying. So maybe you want to lean more towards like a Latin. All your magic is kind of coming out with Latin words. Or maybe you're like, no, 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 I really like the sound of Russian words. So <laughs> we're use, like, these Russian, you know, hardish, hard,
0: harsh words that, you know, do some good stuff. there's right? a set amount of words, cool. and I imagine you could always add more, and you could change these. You know, you could just oh, translate yeah. them yourself. But, yeah. like, specifically, they have a page of the conjuration word list. So there's circle, fly, fog, send, rope, rain, ray. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're combining an element like water you know, evocation, Mm -hmm. and conjuring a ray and combining that to create a water ray so you can, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, or rain fire or rain earth or, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I like it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Because you could create some really interesting spells, but that's the the cool thing, I think, about it is they have this harmony mechanic so you know how difficult a spell is. You know, you Mm -hmm. can't just be like, well, I want to, you know, rain fire and then have the fire turn into flaming scorpions that attack on your face. And it's like, okay, that's a big sentence. And the yeah. har- harmony of it is going to mean that that's like a 7th or 8th level spell. And you're like, oh, yeah. I can't do that. So, yeah. but.
1: Well, and I like the idea that maybe as a character generation, we're building a game here on Saturday Morning D&D Show, yeah. is that every few levels, you get to pick one of these combos. So mm-hmm. maybe you start out with your cool combo, like you said, your death knight. So you took sword and necrotic energy, and it added some necrotic damage to your sword, and that's how you started it. It was simple. It's something you can do all the time. But then the next time you build something a little harder and maybe you do something with like some type of bone wall or bone yeah. armor or bone something that's snaring and, and trapping or or maybe you do summon something that fights next to you with a shield and tries to help block, you know. So yeah. you could go these different routes every couple levels. You get to build your new combination and you're building the theme of your character one new ability at a time, you know, Naruto style or any of the cool Japanese animation styles out there of you know, people gaining powers and they're cool. Like if they're, you know, if they're a fire person, they always have these cool ways to to do fire abilities, and mm-hmm. they'll do weird ones. Like you said, a fire rope. Well, yeah. maybe you can use like a fire whip of some sort, yeah. a fire chain, or and then you've got ghost rider or something. So your mind just explodes with possibilities yeah. when you give somebody
0: something like. That. I love it. No, the creativity of it's really interesting. So I I, I think it's really cool. Um, so that is the power words engine. There's a link in the description of the YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, check it out. I mean, they're not sponsored or anything. I just think they're really cool. Um, and the other one that I backed personally is called desert moon of Karth. Mm -hmm. Now this is a space Western sandbox, uh, of a tiny moon. And it's, this is designed for the mothership RPG. Now I, I have read mothership and I like Mm -hmm. it, but I haven't played it. (laughs) <laughs> um but boy i have a i have a friend who loves the deadlands games the weird west yeah. and i saw i took one look at this and i'm like i have to run this for my friend so yeah, i'm yeah. gonna i i for for five dollars or ten dollars however much it was i totally picked this up yeah. that screams like firefly to me oh Space yeah western oh yeah 100 all firefly. day long <laughs> yeah it's so i want to be like a all day long i want to be a a cowboy robot in a sombrero like that's yes there's something about that, just like space cowboys. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. So, um, Desert Moon of Karth. And anyway, this the, the art of this is really cool. They got some really fun art, and it looks like it's really put together well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, these kickstarters nowadays are just knocking it out of the park. Like, like they have they keep getting my money. They they do real good stuff. So this is cool. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's yeah. And I'm wondering if it's just if I could use this for other settings as well. Probably not D and D, but. Mm-hmm. Um maybe maybe something who knows. Well but, if you
1: do spell jammer the yeah, minute you we could sp- use it for spell The minute jammer, you spell jam fun. then yeah. you can for sure.
0: So little space cowboy robots. Anyway, so Desert Moons of Karth, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um and then that that those are the only zines that I've backed so far but we will uh, I will play I will keep you informed yeah. on you the discord in the comments you should
1: tell us which ones you're backing which exactly. ones you like which ones you found are awesome. Help out these creators. Maybe they're the next big triple a you know um game creators that we'll see in new companies or yeah. the same companies or
0: i want to man cool. i need to i need to find the time to help refine my my game that i'm writing so that i yeah. can kickstart it because i want to do yeah. that so bad
1: <laughs> i still think we could do something with like you and me and lex and and ted yeah. and really go all in on a big creative you know just throw everything at it and say cool. you know cool project that well there's saw.
0: another youtuber uh I haven't checked it out, but I think Critical Role mentioned it. Uh, some mm. some taverns Kickstarter oh, that cool. uh, they're doing, and I think they're at like seven hundred thousand dollars right now. Good like them. it's crazy, awesome. and so like you know go them like that's awesome. Yeah. It's just it am- it amazes me. It amazes me the uh, the crowdfunding that the internet can do because there are big corporations that are like i will never give you money to make a d&d make cartoon get out of yeah. here and then that'll critical role better. raises the most amount of money on kickstarter ever and now amazon's yeah. like oh oh wait what like yeah. we, we'll we'll go we'll go in on a more Well, you like animated stuff <laughs> like, just boggles my mind like this is cool yeah. you gotta take a risk but but i guess that's the point of kickstarters you don't have to take a risk all the time you can your risk is, are we getting it funded? And mm-hmm. if it, if it's successful, it is. So that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah D&D Beyond. Following stuff. up on some news from last week. What's yeah, going on we, there? We started
1: seeing it, and then uh, they did put up a couple more videos to meet the team. And I think at the very beginning of one of those, uh, Brad was like, yeah, we maybe got a little overzealous with our videos last week about saying goodbye without really introducing the team yet. Yeah. Here's the team. And they started bringing in some of the other team, you know, and I was like, So I I feel like maybe they jumped the gun a little bit. But, you know, they're they're excited. It was a project they worked on for a long time. They're proud of it. There's no reason not to be proud of it. D&D Beyond is a fantastic tool that we all use, as far as everybody I know, um, playing Dungeons & Dragons. And although I still haven't quite heard everything all of them are going to do, um, and I don't know if they're all going to the same company. It may not be that at this point, where in the beginning maybe we thought they all three were going to the same Mm -hmm. place but that hasn't necessarily been announced. They don't really say it in these other videos, but you do get to meet the new team. The one person I recognized was from the honest trailers channel, Mm -hmm. did a lot of work over there. And that was, I remember that guy on a couple of the shows I used to watch over there, or I I watch every now and then when they pop Mm -hmm. up in my feed. And, uh, so he, he seemed familiar to me. And, uh, so they talked a little bit about that. So that's cool. If you, if you're interested in finding out more about that whole news story from last week, you can go over to the D and D beyond, uh, YouTube channel and they've got some more info there as far as what's going on with D and D beyond. So I thought that was pretty cool. Then a really weird one popped up. Just, I think I saw it on Twitter. Maybe it just came across and I was like, I don't normally keep track of like the D and D movie news or which ones are out there. But this one came across that said it was an article about joining Chris Pine in the D and D reboot movie is what I think they called it It was Michelle Rodriguez and justice, justice Smith, so we know Michelle Rodriguez from, you know, obviously the Fast and Furious franchise. Mm. And she's done a ton of other stuff. That's not her only thing. But that's probably the big, you know, nine movies of and Fast and all and of them, furious, yeah. But that's, that's pretty cheap. good. Or maybe not uh,
0: maybe not Tokyo Drift. I always forget that yeah, was a weird one. Yeah, so. that, that's
1: true. She might, yeah, she might not mean every one of them. That's true. <laughs> and then Justice Smith was Jurassic Park, and then uh what was the other? Uh
0: Detective Pikachu. Pikachu that one there uh now we have to ask the real questions okay yeah are you are you a pokemon fan uh or have you been in, in your past self missed it i
1: want to be a pokemon fan but it's such a big thing that i don't know if i can get into it now i feel like i missed the boat somehow like i think
0: yeah maybe if i was
1: just a little younger so that i was right at that right age um, when it popped, I would have been full on. I, I think I yeah. would have been in it so much. But I was in the Magic
0: the Gathering,
1: which was right just before. that. Yeah, right? that
0: would. Yeah. Now that I think about it, you're right. That was, you know, so I, I was too young it. for magic. Like, yeah, I didn't have the yet. money to buy magic mm-hmm. cards and I didn't really yeah. understand it. But I think I'd be a fanatic because I'm a pet
1: collection fanatic when Mm -hmm. i played world of warcraft i play hunter so i can collect all the pets yeah like that's all i want to do in that game is just get more and more things that i can have so pokemon is everything i probably want but felt like i missed the boat on it and i have not dived into it too much okay i may still though um so they they named their expansion sword and moon and that stuff sounds super cool sword and shield
0: sort yeah, okay sorting shield <laughs> I think it was uh I worked at Nintendo and uh oh. it's funny cuz I mean I love Pokemon I play Pokemon since mm-hmm. the beginning um and when I was working there we were testing diamond and pearl uh and oh. it's funny cuz I'll tell people that and they're like that's what I started with like I started playing <laughs> Pokemon with that one and I'm like oh my gosh I'm so old this is ridiculous um I so back to the D and D movie Justice Smith, uh, he's in Detective Pikachu, and yeah. I, that was just a joy. That movie was so it was fun. fun. I, and didn't I think it was going to be. I was like, I'm not on board. I'm an adult now. I don't need to watch this. Whatever. But then you know, my friend was like, uh, she went and saw it, and she's a huge Pokemon fan, and she said it surprisingly was everything I wanted and needed mm-hmm. in a Pokemon movie and it would have been fun if i was 10 it probably would have been fun if i was 50 and that mm-hmm. was like i should check this out so i rented it one night and watched it and i'm like this is just cute yeah, and it was and really fun cute. and justice did a great job like he's really yeah. good and he and i don't i didn't remember him from Jurassic World until i looked him up and i'm like oh okay but mm-hmm. yeah i think he's going to he's a great addition and it could be a lot of fun yeah. now uh sorry i you had something to say
1: No. Well, the only other thing I was going to say, they think it might be a May 27, 2022 Mm -hmm. release next year, maybe. Yeah. But obviously everything has air quotes of
0: uh, COVID, you know, obviously breaking schedules. So. Yeah. So, Lucian, um, I was thinking a lot about the D&D movie that they want to make. Yes. uh, Yesterday. Yes. And... I was thinking of weird <laughs> franchises that have had movies, successful movies, made from them. And okay. the one that I and, and I'm gonna, I guess this is well, I want to talk about this, but like, have you seen the Lego Movie?
1: I feel like there's more than one though.
0: There Trin. are, there are. They've yeah, made yeah, lots so of. Lego. I think
1: I've seen a one. I don't well, know which one. It's you're called Speaking the of. Lego Movie. And That <laughs> yeah. is the one
0: I am referencing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Now, I was thinking it's a, that was a 2014 movie. Um, it's mm-hmm. called the Lego movie and we, that's also a really fun movie, but like, I was thinking about how do you make D and how do you capture like the fun of D and D in a movie, but it's still a game. And the Lego movie did such a good job because in that movie, uh, there's this whole plot going on about mm-hmm. like master builders and all this other stuff. And then. Towards the end of it, it's the, and I guess, spoilers, if you haven't seen the Lego movie. I don't know. I want to talk about it. But towards the end of that movie, um, you find out that this whole story you've been watching is the little kid playing with his Legos. And his dad, who's a Lego collector, is upset that his child is like ruining his Lego uh, skyscrapers and stuff. And they have this moment of like, wait a minute, toys are meant to be fun. And Mm -hmm. they don't need to copy that. you know exactly but the idea of like a bunch of adventurers are going into a into a cave or a dungeon or something and they don't really know what's going on and all this and and funny things happen and then it flashes to that end scene and they're at a table college people and i would love that so much and i think i think that is the best way to handle that and we'll see they i I mean they're probably going to take twilight dragons of autumn twilight um and that Dragonlance novel and turned it into a movie. We'll see, but I really like the idea if they could capture the actual fun of playing around a table with your friends. I think that yeah. would be better than trying to make a Lord of well, the Rings. Better than know? anything they've done thus so, far. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: because some of the other D and D movies we've we've
0: gotten have been oh they're bad, really bad. Oh they're bad. Like terrible yeah. bad.
1: Oh, and um, yeah, uh, Silver
0: Bullet is right. Kids on bikes—they got a whole Netflix series made about that game. It's called Stranger yeah. Things. So, Stranger. Yeah. D and D is. <laughs> so, kids on bikes—they they made a yeah. game about that RPG. Well, I out.
1: could see it, and I like that route where you could take it a little bit more horror, a little bit more serious route. And they they've already got yeah. that genre because they've shown us they can do it with Stranger Things. Yeah. But now they could show us what is what are the characters doing versus what are the kids doing? Right? They could they could flip that whole script and be ready to run and rock and roll. Um, But I also think you're right. They could do a more comedic version of it. They could do they could go a lot of different routes Um, and stories that they could take. I don't know. A lot of people think Dragonlance could be the good first movie, but I don't see that being the good first D&D movie. If you did one of the Dritz stories or you did one of the, um, you know, one of the Dale stories, you know, some of the stuff from Greenwood feels like it could be adapted to movie well, and that's more than a yeah. Dragonlance story can be
0: moved. I to mean, a... Dragonlance is, is it's popular. Yeah. And so I think, and I think that's another reason that they're, I don't know. It could be. Um, but no, I, I agree. If you wanted to go, not a, we need to make a and d movie, but if you wanted to make a Forgotten Realms movie, mm-hmm. I think you could definitely go in that direction. But I was thinking like, it, it just reminds me of like the Lego movie. Like if you wanted to make a, mm-hmm. a movie based on the, I don't know, like Clue that's a perfect example of like a fun yeah. movie based on a silly game. And like, I like mm-hmm. that. So. And they did a great job with that. I love that. I can still rewatch that. Oh, uh, they're making a clue yeah. TV series. It's pretty exciting. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. Amazon is, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, we don't normally
1: Justice do. Yeah. We don't normally do like TV or movie stuff, but it, it's D and D related. So it got on the show. <laughs> we talk but about we'll whatever
0: we find interesting. Let's be honest. But,
1: so. I mean, that's some crazy <laughs> actors though, too. Like that's not Chris Pine. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, Justin Smith—that's some pretty big names for a movie like this. If that's
0: well, no, true. they're they're gonna they're gonna put good, well, not good people, yeah. uh, because there are a lot of good actors out there that are not big names, but they are gonna yeah. put these names behind it because that'll help it succeed. And yeah. uh, this just is another way of of looking at D and D as a whole, and and saying, wow, these people are taking it seriously because it's not the like five D and D movies we've gotten in the past where it's yeah. all been you know, like they're I'm sure they're fine actors, but they had a really terrible script. They don't have a budget for CG, so mm-hmm. their beholder looks like a weird, you know, puppet yeah. or something, and you're like, okay, this just doesn't work. Uh but yeah. So. so. Okay, and everything's
1: overacted. Well the the two type of stories I'm hoping for are either a classic story in one of the settings, so that it's a setting specific story. Or the we take a group that gets thrown from the real world into Dungeons & Dragons because that's really the trope that started Dungeons & Dragons was the mm-hmm. idea that people were in the real world, they were doing something, they magically get transported to the fantasy world and they have to do something to either get home or fix that world before they can go home kind yeah. of trope. But do it well, do it with money behind it. I think that would be a really fun yeah. storyline to go through too. I'd love to watch, sit in the movie theater and just watch that eating popcorn. you know. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um Kickstarters. We were talking about Kickstarters earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh I noticed that uh Free League or Fria Ligan, which is the, I love to say their their name, the Swedish publisher who does Tales from the Loop, one of my favorite games. I know you love it too. Um and uh Forb- Forbidden
0: Lands, another good game. Yep. Um Alien.
1: <laughs> Alien
0: They do they yeah. Best. I think it was unmade gaming we had mike on the show and i was like yeah. what's your favorite game and he's like i have a favorite publisher and i think he was yeah. talking about free league he's like they just yeah. make the best games <laughs> yeah
1: so they're just kickstarted uh with francesco uh nepatello if i'm saying that wrong i apologize but and in collaboration of you know free league publishing is the one ring second edition yeah We've been seeing a lot of resurgence of Lord of the Rings stuff. Have you noticed that lately? Mm -hmm. Like I've seen this. I've seen some shows are being banted about. There's other other games are coming back or getting a new edition from um, Lord of the Rings stuff. So I feel like we're in a in a cycle of Lord of the Rings stuff is coming back to being popular and fun again. We're going to see some products.
0: Well, I I mean, I think it was always popular, but it's hard to reboot a movie when it's only like five years old. Like, yeah. a franchise so now right. that it, it pains me to say it's this but now alive. that lord of the rings is 20 years old yeah. um they are like <laughs> oh you know what we should we should like think about this and uh last i heard is they wanted to do a silmarillion uh well yeah. stories from the silmarillion as a tv series which would
1: be yeah, like kind of interesting stuff. I think. the yeah. pre the pre stuff yeah. yeah i thought that'd be cool too i just rewatched all three movies over the l- last couple weekends uh the hobbit ones and they were still pretty good. I love seeing smog come bursting out of that that mountain, and all the stuff they did with it was pretty cool. Um, so I'm excited. And I didn't play the One Ring. I have not. Have you ever gotten to play a tabletop role playing game of any Lord of the Rings stuff? Yes, like any Tolkien
0: stuff. Uh, in college, my first experience, and this was not a good experience, but my first oh, experience cool. with uh, tabletop role playing games was a Lord of the Rings Rolemaster game and Rollmaster is notoriously complicated <laughs> and it was one of the most I, I went several, several sessions before I was like I just don't know what I'm doing here anymore um, and I was unfortunately at a table with a bunch of people who knew the lore inside and out and I hadn't read the books yet I had just seen the first movie and mm-hmm. so we're playing this thing, and I'm like, I don't know. And so I'm flipping through the, the book, and I'm like, I want to be this weird guy. What is he? And they're like, well, that's a Woes. And Woes aren't in the movies, but they're, like, small in the books. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. And and I remember I really liked the Ents. So maybe it was the second movie that had come out, but I liked the Ents. And so I was a Woes that was raised by Ents. <laughs> and I had some kind of weird magic. Um, but uh, the Dungeon Master was one of those Dungeon Masters where he was very uh controlling of his story um oh, yeah. and and if i had known that going in but it was one of those things where i was reading this book or that he gave me and i'm like okay well i want to do that that looks cool and he's like oh well i i mean i don't really like you should play a dwarf and i'm like i don't want to play a dwarf and it, it, it was weird <laughs> you know we were like okay uh yeah. and that's why i eventually left but i yeah. uh, don't hand me options you don't want me to use <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> But I played uh, Rollmaster, so and I've never played it since. And I was like, I don't know if this is for me. And now I love RPGs, so maybe I should go back and look at Rollmaster. But the Five E Adventures in Middle Earth that they made mm-hmm. were very good, and I like the idea behind that. Um, but if you were gonna play, like, w- what makes it, what makes it a Tolkien setting for you? Like, what is this one ring RPG going to do for you that you're... That yeah, D&D that's isn't? what I wonder, too. Because yeah. I've
1: always wondered, I, you know, I like the stories. I understand I like the world. I understand all of the stuff that we play has huge references back to what he created, right? I mean, elves and orcs and dwarves, and they're fighting each other and in the styles mm-hmm. of the, what they are. And um, all of that goes together. I remember the cartoon back in the 80s was really interesting. And I was like, but I always thought if I was going to try to DM it, I don't think I'd ever want to DM a game in Lord of the Rings because I don't know enough of the lore mm-hmm. and read all of the books and recall it in my brain. Like some people can. So I would felt intimidated. It's the same feeling I had when I thought about running a Lord of the Rings kind of campaign that I would have if I was going to do Matt Mercer's world. Right. Oh yeah. It's like I can't call the stuff to my head. Like he can, he knows it all. And it's not my world. It's kind of, I'm playing in somebody else's world. So that's kind of tough. I think the only way I would want to do it is if I did some really pre back in the history that we've never heard of or or seen. It's only been briefly mentioned in the books where then I could expand on it and really do my own thing within the context of what they're doing. So maybe back Mm. in the in the in the very old days of when, you know, maybe it's when the elves are prominent and the dwarves are prominent and maybe when man first shows up in that world or whatever, maybe those are the, the histories where I want to go to versus trying to play an adventure during the timeline of when the one ring is happening or, you know, when yeah. Hobbit's happening or something like that.
0: Well, and um, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I think, uh, I think a good Lord of the Rings campaign could be the weird side missions that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I heard about one, or maybe this was a mechanic in adventures in middle earth where you can track the ring on a map. So, like, uh, let's say you have, like, a, a map of Middle-earth, and mm-hmm. you're not associated with the one ring or anything, but you have to go over here and fight these guys or take care of one of the Nazgul or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a timeline, because you're watching that ring get closer and closer <laughs> to Mordor, and you're like, we gotta, cool. we, we don't have time to not help or something. Uh, yeah. But it also is one of those stories where you already know the ending, you know? Yeah uh and it's a very imaginable world so i agree with you i I think i would want to play in a previous age or a later age or something like how do you how do you mop up all these
1: orcs? you know (laughs) iconic things you know the battle of helms deep come on Mm -hmm. i mean i want that in my game and i'd play that in a game in a heartbeat um when they're going through the mines of moria that is classic you could spend a year campaign exploring the mines of Moria, you know, you could, you could fill a whole thing with that. So I I know there's opportunities in there to do it. And they've had tabletop games where you could do war stuff and you could move um, units around. And I played the heck out of that. Um, So I played it as a war game, which was really fun because there's so many armies, you know, like in the third movie you have the battle of the five armies show up and that's pretty cool stuff. And there's a lot of different things happening in there So it feels like a really cool world that I could definitely dive into. I'd love to play in it for I would play in the campaign nonstop for sure. I just don't know if it's one I would DM only because I feel like I would need to. I'd want to know more and I'd want to know everything. I'd want to be the super fan if I was going to run a a campaign in it. I think
0: I also you know, and and I I love Lord of the Rings a lot as a story, but it is not magical enough for me because i always want to play a wizard and although you have gandalf and gandalf is very powerful he doesn't have his weird spells so actually maybe this uh power word system if i could take that and apply it so that magic is like a weird thing i have to construct or something i don't know that could be be kind of fun but
1: all right yeah so i thought that was interesting you can find it out there the uh it's the one ring kickstarter yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure they're already i think within just minutes they were uh, funded, funded in 4 somehow. minutes it says yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and free league publishing is top notch they do not do bad quality anything so yeah no I mean, the even, art even looks if you're good, not a fan um, it'll look yeah.
0: good. it's so. it's cool it well, looks well, really that's really good what I so have
1: for news yeah what are you anything oh, that left collector's that edition, edition
0: looks so good see look Gold at you foil, looking at it now. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah no, that's uh, that's all I had to talk about news-wise. Uh, now we kind of dive into uh, a fun little segment called, ran- I don't know, College of Monsters, Random Monster Generator. We don't really have...
1: College of monsters. monsters,
0: I like I yeah. it. College of Monsters. I should change the name, because it says Random Monster Generator on our screen. Oh, because that's the <laughs> name of the computer. That's right. So, here we are, Random Monster Generator... Here's um, where we take a, a random roll, we
1: look at the monster manual, and we try to decide what's the typical way somebody might use it, but what's some out-of-the-box yeah. ways that we might use something like
0: this? So I'm gonna oh, I think we're done. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna generate two two four is page 224, the page two two four,
1: everybody. Page two
0: two four. So let's see if I do can do this correctly. Um Okay, looking up 224. 224. It's so exciting. Um today is a Got modron. It. Oh, I love Jordan, modrons. Here we go. I love <laughs> modrons. They're so good. Okay, so let's look up
1: modron here. Modron. We've talked about modrons a lot on the show. Oh man. We love them.
0: I love them. We haven't
1: got into like the idea that there's so many different types of them, which I really like. This idea of geometric shapes defining what these things are. You know, yeah, they come from yeah. the, the plane
0: of you know was the plane of orders where the they come plane from? of law. law. Yeah, the uh, uh, mechanus or mechanus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A monodrome. <laughs> uh, so we have monodrones, duodrones. Uh, what do we got? Uh, tridrones, quadrones, pentadrones gotta have them all um yeah collect them all gotta collect them all so uh, a monodrome can perform one simple task at a time and can uh oh i'm not even showing you guys i'm sorry here we go (laughs) monodrome my bad (laughs) um and monodrome can perform one simple task at a time and can relay a single message up to 48 words uh they are beings of absolute law uh and under the direction of their leader primus Modrons yes. increase order in the multiverse. Now, Modrons are interesting, and I haven't made a, um, I haven't made this video yet, but I was going to do a conspiracy video on mm-hmm. Modrons nice. um, because uh, I, I did, an, I don't know if you watched my other conspiracy video, but I did one on all of the uh, obelisks that are hidden throughout the 5e yeah. um, adventures. And Mm -hmm. monodrones also pop up in 5e a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they're, they're always like, I don't know, lost or they're just, they're just in the weirdest places. And I'm like, what is the deal with monodrones? And I think one of the, one of the sorcerer wild magic is you summon a monodrone and it just like Mm -hmm. pops into existence and hangs out with you uh, on the wild magic table. Um, but they're little robots, but they're actually... Well, they have organic material inside them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is that there is Primus, who is the one, and he's like, I don't know, their god almost, and he gives orders to the top-tier uh, Modrons, and then those orders trickle down, trickle down, trickle down, So, so... The monodrone just takes orders. They don't They do not do anything else but take orders. And then the, the duodrones, they can control, like, two or three monodrones and things like that. Uh, yeah. And I think modrons were made most famous in the Great Modron March, which March, was written yeah. by Monty <laughs> Cook, I think. Um, and that is every... It's a very specific time, but it's, like, every 658,000 years... Uh, the monodromes leave or the dr- modrons they leave mechanists and they walk around the great wheel cosmology um and they just leave destruction in their wake like it's crazy <laughs> um and so the great modron march is that the modrons have left mechanists and are marching but it's it's way too early for them to do this and everyone's looking at their mm-hmm. clocks and they're like haven't we had a a um, Modron March in the last hundred years? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and then you as adventurers have to figure out what's going on without getting trampled by Modrons. So, uh, wh- How would you use a Modron? I can see two things
1: that came to mind immediately that we don't have. What about a cool Warlock subclass that Mechanus is your... Um, your patron, Primus. Your patron, and you get Modrons as your class so you're summoning modrons and maybe you're summoning certain ones and they can control certain one. very pet class very very cool things so i the see a cool could say clockwork sorcerer i think go? that's what it
0: was supposed yeah. to be yeah
1: go ahead i i'm so interrupt. you could do that so i i like the idea of for me what i like is they're unknowable because they're mechanical there's something powering them Um, and then you can play around with when they start to go haywire. Why do they go haywire Mm -hmm. and what's going on? So there's always that mystery of why are they here now doing this? Because they normally have such set patterns that they don't ever break those. But then like you said, I we found one in spoilers if you guys are playing it, but hopefully it's been long enough. Um, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, we Mm -hmm. come across one walking around doing its thing and trying to interact with it and talk with it and hang out with it and we wanted to join our party, but didn't get that to work out too well. But, you know, <laughs> I like the idea of that. But um, I could see these being something that's undermining or a bad guy in your campaign or maybe like an unwitting bad guy. Like they have a mission that they have to do. And because they're doing that mission, they don't realize it's wrecking a town or a water supply or a, mm-hmm. or a nature preserve or whatever and you're in this your party is in this campaign conundrum of they're doing this thing they're not evil but they are what they're doing is wrecking stuff unwittingly you know it's like Mm -hmm. the bumbling kind of problem so they're a villain in that way and how do you deal with it you know do you just straight up you know scorched earth do you find a way to communicate do you find a way to help them accomplish their thing so they'll stop doing the other thing you know there's a lot of routes i think you could take a cool campaign with these creatures that just are very focused on whatever that mission is and i think that's cool yeah um or maybe one rises up to take on mechanists you know and Mm -hmm. they're like one gets enough intelligence to start building its own army and there's going to be like a modron super army clash that's going to happen at some point and i think that could be fun or interesting to throw in a campaign yeah. it needs to be a d20 is the bad guy the d21 what's the d21 called that
0: uh, shape. i don't i don't know if there is well there's just the there five in the uh monster manual oh somebody um, must have but i think there are i think they go up to like 12 in uh okay. other ones. But we
1: need d20 ones then we need d what would be a d20 i think that's supposed Mojuron. to be
0: primus in all honesty Oh it so, could be. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I could be wrong. <laughs> so I think that's how I would what what about you? What do you
1: think? Because I know you think about Modrons a ton.
0: Yeah, Modron, Duodrone, Pentadrone, Deca Decaton, Nonaton, Octon, Septon, Hexton, Quinton, and Quarton. And then Primus. He's like the head guy.
1: We we need a D twenty one. Maybe that's what happens.
0: A D twenty one happens. So that when that Modrons emerges. when if you kill a duodrone a mm-hmm. monodrone will, like, level up. It's kind of like the um, the Nine Hells patriarchy, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you kind of... And then he would become a duodrone. Uh, and so, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, what's the... Uh, geez, what's the incentive for... Not incentive, but... I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, yeah, this monodrone goes to 11. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Steven. Um <laughs> I like that a lot. Um no, uh it, so when but if you kill a monodrone, they go back to their energy goes back to Mechanus where they are then reformed as another <clears throat> monodrone. And so if you are a, a duodrone and you're dead, then your energy goes back and you become a monodrone and so everybody so they're kind of what you're talking about warlocks and stuff, there's an underlying Modron magic or like source mm. energy that defines the universe and maybe this is just the power of law law versus chaos you know Mm -hmm. and so monodrones are the or, or modrons are the embodiment of that of that power um so what if somebody was like experimenting and trying to create like chaotic modrons and what would that look like Wow. And so like you, have, opposite you have you have a maybe a warlock or some kind of weird spellcaster that is uh, using abyssal energies to mm-hmm. replace the blood in their Modrons. So you have these mm-hmm. like rampaging robots that you have to go take care of. And it's weird because like when you kill one, it doesn't go back because its energy has already been replaced or something. That would be kind of right. cool. And so your whole th- your whole story basically is like these weird i don't know automaton assassins show up and cause a bunch of problems Mm -hmm. like how do you take care of that um and then your big bad guy would be like the warlock that's doing all of this these experiments
1: and i like the idea that all of the modrons are very symmetrical but then maybe if you're doing the these ones that have been turned chaotically or something Mm -hmm. that infernal blood they're all asymmetrical you know so they don't have matching they might only have one arm and five legs or something just uh-huh. really weird where everything is chaotically off. It's not, you know, there's no symmetry to any of it. Oh,
0: I, I like that. I like that route. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know, that could be a lot of fun because it, I like taking things that the players, uh, cause I know a lot about the game as, yeah. a, pl- as a player and, as we play games and things that like that. You read the monster manual. So it would be really interesting to do, um, like, to turn it on its head. And you're just like, oh, it's a Modron. Wait a minute. Why does that one have chainsaws for hands or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole game is a mystery. You're trying to figure out, like, what exactly is going on and why would anyone mm. want to do this to a Modron and things like that. Um, Jansi says, uh, isn't that where Slod come from? And I was like, no, I think S- but that could be interesting, too. A Modron turns into a Slod." That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, RPG D M C A says that, that there is a module on the DMs Guild called A Boy and His Modron. And I cool name. love that for the title alone. So that's really fun. <laughs> I like
1: that. Um, I like
0: look at yeah, that. They, they should make a... Well, I'm still waiting for that pet class, I guess. Well, okay. Yeah. What if I played an artificer and my reflav- do, reflavored my battle robot as a Modron? And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I got this Modron. That would be fun. Now I want to play an artificer. Make it happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of routes you can go with it because they're mechanical, but they're also in a magical world. They're exotic. They're unknowable in some ways. So you can do a lot of, you know, you just don't know. And a lot of players will have seen them or seen pictures of them and have some type of connection a little bit, but then you like, you can play on that mm-hmm. connection or you can play on their knowledge, which is what you were saying, which I think is really cool. You could say, they can be like, oh, look, it's a, it's a, you know, a monotrone. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, something even more crazy. So, yeah.
0: No, I, like I it. remember we were, uh, I think uh, AJ's watching, but we were playing in my, um, in my Hot Springs Island game and his mm-hmm. sorcerer rolled on the wild magic table for a Modron to appear and he like looked at me and he's like, what's a Modron? And I'm like, what? And I grabbed my Mod- <laughs> Modron mini that I have prepped at yeah. all times in case of emergency <laughs> Modrons. And I threw yeah. it down and I'm like, there, that that's going to help you out. It's your buddy. And he's yeah. like, what? You have a you mini? I redo- was
1: like, oh, yeah. Now. <laughs> I am all
0: about the Modrons. So I could <laughs> see a
1: book coming up on it. I could see a cool campaign. I was hoping that maybe in 5e we got a campaign that really dived into – they're playing or dealing with a a group of the Mojons. I think they're so iconic that they could really drive a a campaign like a Tomb of Annihilation or a Storm King's Thunder or any of those. They could be a very cool thread Mm -hmm. that goes through a one to 12, one to 15 kind of campaign.
0: No. And I, I mean, it's not a, it's not, that wouldn't be a a forgotten realms campaign. I don't think, Mm -hmm. but I, I think it's, there's such a force of nature that I think it would be a really I don't know. Basically I want them to reprint the great mode run March, but the March, <laughs> I think that's my next, uh, that's the next, uh, module I want to run with fifth edition rules is I want to update cool. that. So it'd be a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. So that is college of monsters. You guys yeah. can let us know in the comments how you would use these, how you have used these creatures. Maybe think of some out of the box thinking ways to use them. Mm-hmm. Help all those DMS out.
0: Um, yeah, what a fun! That just made me so happy. I love modrons. Okay, um, well, uh, we we normally talk about our games. Lucian, what do you what are you playing these days?
1: Um, I was playing uh, financial software. Oh man, that's <laughs> have you played not fun. that one? No, well, no, work, no. Work I'm work bad definitely at it. Kicked my butt. <laughs> I'll <tell you> that. <laughs> yeah, work kicked my butt this week. Um, we had some changes, so a bunch of stuff came from other areas and they said hey you can take care of this because we know how good you are and then i just got a bunch of work all at once i had to take care of it all this week so i did not get to play my cool dungeon of the mad mage game they were all sad they i felt like at first they were going to play without me we can talk about this as dungeon masters yeah the, the woes of your players not showing up but then they said then i saw the dm put in something in our discord to say well i had something pretty iconic planned for this session and i really don't want anybody to miss it yeah. so, and i've had that too like a lot of sessions maybe if somebody was gone it would be okay we could just kind of you know make it work but every now and then you have a session planned or you have a scene planned or you have something that you know is about to happen and you've been excited for it for the week. And then that one player calls up and says, Oh, I can't make it this week. And you're like, No, I don't want them to miss this because this, this thing is going to be good. Yeah. I think that's what happened with the Dungeon of the Mad Mage. He's got something planned for us and he wants all of us there for okay. what happens. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, you know, it's the reminder of regular Dungeons and Dragons until I feel like these last couple of years where I get more Dungeons and Dragons in than I ever have. But before Dungeons and Dragons really was a hit and miss kind of hobby because everybody had plans. Everybody was doing things on Fridays and Saturdays and sometimes they could make it, but other times they wanted to go out to dinners and movies and do other stuff. So in COVID times, I think we play a lot more than we ever did versus, you know, that. So that was a little yeah. bit of a, no,
0: a getting back. schedules together. And I, and that's also why I ended up playing I think four four games a week for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's why I originally started going to Adventure League is because I would get so amped to play D&D and then my mm-hmm. my players would be like, oh, well, so-and-so can't make it. And then the other ones are like, well, if, and and they're all couples. So it's kind yeah. of like, well, if my boyfriend can't make it, then I don't really want to go without yeah. him. So now you're down two people. So now the rest of them are like, oh, okay. And so I'd be like, well, do you guys want to play board games instead? Nah, I think we'll just stay home. And I'm like... I want to play D&D, so I'd start another group. And then, yeah. you know, I would end up playing probably minimum two games a week, but sometimes max four or five games a week. <laughs> so that was always fun. But. Yeah, And then I missed the other game that I've been
1: super excited about. I'm thinking we've got another session or two to play kind of a mini-series that we've been playing, Monster of the Week, which has been just a joy in this last, um, last month of game playing for me, because yeah. it's just been... It's been hilarious. I love the characters. I love kind of the little quirky story and the little crazy small Montana town that we're in is growing on me. And I can't wait for Netflix to pick up the, you know, the the movie adaption rights so that we can put it out on Netflix and be really cool. Yeah. So I did not Ask get to me. play Monster of the Week. I didn't get to play Peter Delaney. He is on the shelf uh, for another day. But this week coming up, I think will be super fun and exciting. One thing that's good about missing A's in one session is sometimes when you come back to that next session, it makes it even more fun and better because you were denied that thing you wanted. So when you finally get it, it's just that much more sweet. Um, so that's how I'm going to think about it. I know Jordan really wanted to play. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. So we didn't play Monster of the Week on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but it was it was still fun. Um, we uh, well, I streamed um, caves of, of, of could of, of c- could. I, can yeah, have, I don't ever know how to say it, uh, but uh, it's a really it's fun game. C U D Cud. C-U-D, Cud. Um, and I have been uh, thoroughly enjoying that game. I've been dying a lot. Uh, but it was fun to stream that and just kind of hang out with people while I'm doing that. Um, we had, uh, but yeah, I think we have one session left of Monster of the Week. She just wanted I to do so. like a, a three session kind of thing. And so I think we're yeah. on the last one, but it would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So I, I'm having a lot of fun with that game and that system. Um, it's all about, it's all about like the right players and stuff sometimes. And they're all just yeah. really fun people. <laughs> so I'm having a good, good time.
1: But what about the rest of Jordan's games?
0: He must've yeah. done other stuff.
1: He didn't have work barreling down on him. Uh, he was free wheeling.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, yeah, we, we played, um, we finished our wild mount game. And so we... So Wild Mount's done. Wild Mount is done. We are officially wow. done with that campaign. Josh A made it to level 13. Um, but we went to the big bad guy. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram, I posted a couple pictures of the, the 3D dungeon that my DM built with LED lights for summoning circles. And it was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And we had this fun... It was a fun fight because we had this cone of anti-magic that we could use. Because right. we we got we this. yeah we we went yep. to uh, the astral sea and we got a, a eyeball from a atlas juggernaut I can't remember its name astral dreadnought um, and we use that eye to craft a magic item that points a ray of anti magic so while we're fighting. Um it was one of those things where it's like wait a minute so I'm not like fast when I'm in there because I lose my magical speed or like my fireball dissipates or my summoned creature just goes away. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a fun fight just because we had this extra level of like oh I I can't ray of frost him because it, it he's in the field he needs to leave before I can hurt him. This is interesting and so we were like huh because yeah, we were talking like you're
1: I was wondering if your players were going to try to figure out how in the initiative order where things needed to happen. Yeah. So that people could do the things they wanted to do without bumbling into each other. It was going to be an interesting, yeah, an interesting fight to deal with. Yeah.
0: We fought these <laughs> uh, demonic um, dragons mm-hmm. uh, and they're in I think they're in uh, Descent into Avernus is where those creatures are found. Oh. And they're like servants of Tiamat. So we were fighting them and they were messing us up. Uh, but we ended up like canceling the ritual. And so they got out of the way. Um, but it was one of those things where at the very end, everyone's bloody. I didn't take a single point of damage. It was awesome, <laughs> but everyone's like, messed the wizard's up. way. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> uh, and I flew up on the circle and I was like, Hey, uh, dungeon master, do I know anything about this? Like magical circle? And they're like, yeah, it's like a connection to Tiamat. He was trying to pull energy from Tiamat out. Um, and this has been a secret because in Wild, well, in in most RPG games, but specifically Wild Mount Tiamat is a betrayer god, a bad one, mm-hmm. and so to worship Tiamat is like you go to jail kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm a secret follower of Tiamat. Josh a is. And the whole greed aspect that Josh, I had is because Tiamat is the goddess of greed and, and wealth and things like that. And mm-hmm. so I like bent down and sent a like silent prayer. And I was like, OK, well, in order to get something from Tiamat, you have to give something. So I offered up this magical artifact that I had. And Wait, so
1: you stopped a Tiamat ritual uh-huh. being somebody who worships Tiamat. I didn't know that this guy was doing that
0: yeah (laughs) so once i figured it out i'm like wait a minute so uh i i offered up this magical artifact and said uh you can have this tiamat if you give me power and and increase everything else and the dm's like okay and so i grew dragon wings and like i got claws and my snout got long and they tried to shine the anti-magic field on me but because it was magic of a deity it didn't anti it didn't counteract it um, and then we ended the campaign with me flying off into the sky breaking through the roof and if we ever pick it up again uh, the DM kind of told me he's like your character might be the new villain and they have to like yes. deal with that and I was like oh, okay. Sapiroth style cruising so, uh, through the clouds with wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So it was fun. It was fun. Like uh, I had a good time. I... I yeah, that's definitely, um, uh, it, it's fun because uh, I'm not, I don't get super attached to characters. So when they have a narrative, creative ending, I like that. And mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever pick up these characters again because I think a lot of us are like, oh, we're kind of done with Wildmount right now. And so whatever, but but I had a lot of fun with Josh. I finally DM, got to play the Conjuration Wizard I've always wanted to play. So that was the big thing. And AJ was the DM? No, Nathan, yeah. Nathan, so Nathan's DM.
1: Would you, if Nathan came back to you and said, okay, we're ready to do campaign two, we're going evil campaign, and this is Josh A's evil campaign. Oh, to take over the world? Wild oh, yeah. Mount. And yeah. your ventures are about destroying Wild Let's Mount. Let's do or, it.
0: Or uh, this, no, I would totally or, play, would play that. Would you play an evil yeah. campaign? Yeah, I would play that. I would also, um, I think I would, I would, if, if, I, if I was going to do that, I would talk to the DM and say, I think we need to do, um, I need hirings. Like we, we need to be yeah. like, okay. Cause Josh, would start a business right. and we would and do so an the acquisitions players, incorporated and I would have, you would hire. yeah. And I would have these little guys and I'm like, I need you guys to go over here and do this and this and this, and we need to take off this we got to destroy this, you know, whatever. And. I don't want to hear no, I just want that orphanage burned, you know? And so <laughs> yeah. it'd be kind of funny. Yeah. That's yeah, I would do that. I think I, they would need new characters though. Like that's the thing yeah. is they, you wouldn't
1: want to be like, well,
0: we're our old. Well, no, you'd hold so.
1: auditions and they could yeah. bring in like, <laughs> they'd have like a whole handful of them and they'd be like, okay, they show up and they acted out and you're like, no, you don't quite have what I want. And they're like, okay, throw that one away. Yeah. And they have got their next one. And they cut and eventually you find one that you're like, yes, I'll hire you. And that's yeah. the one they get to play. And they, you know, after a handful of ones they created to try mm-hmm. to join the super evil club that's going to Super gonna evil destroy. adventure
0: club? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But regardless, I think uh, a lot of us wanted to try non d d games for sure. a little bit. So we're playing some non d d games. Um, specifically, I'm going to run a Kids on Brooms game tonight, which will be fun.
1: Very cool. And then... What's the uh, premise for this one?
0: Well, what are you thinking? I Well, I... We did a small uh, character building. Um, so they're going to be a magical school in okay. uh, America. Yeah. And it is the Ilvermorny Magical Community College. So not nice. the uh, not the prestigious Ilvermorny, but the <laughs> community, community college. This is where anybody um, can go. And they decided <laughs> that it's located in Area 51. And sure. so Area 51 is actually the, like, magical guys of this school. So Makes there's sense. not there's not aliens. It's just that's what that's what the public thinks. That's what we
1: yeah, use exactly. as a cover. So, yeah,
0: yeah. um and headmaster is Steve Buscemi um of not course. not someone who looks like i'm not no it is the actor is steve him. buscemi is the headmaster yeah. of this college <laughs> it's gonna be weird they they were really into it and i and yeah. i think towards the end they were looking at me they're like we're sorry and i'm like i'll we're come up with something crazy, but yeah. yeah so uh that'll be fun we're gonna play that tonight um and that's that's my games so far yeah because i didn't play monster of the week so it's mostly so that, then what's that leave next week
1: and then next week starts to just be nothing then
0: uh, no, next week we'll either finish Kids on Bikes if we, or Kids on Brooms if we haven't oh, finished Oh, because you think it'll be more than a uh, I think okay. it'll be one or two. Um oh, okay. And then we have a list of RPGs that people are, are oh. curious about. Um, Legend of the Five Rings was tossed around. People were kind of interested in trying that. And I think mm-hmm. all of us are just kind of like, no, we'll play like, like one to three sessions and see if we like this system, because it's kind of fun to play other systems, because we all know D&D so well, you know, at this point. Right. So... Very cool. I'm interested to see how the
1: next few weeks go then.
0: That's yeah. pretty cool. Very uh, cool. Well, that, that is everything I have to talk up. about. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, well, cool. All right. Thank you, cool. ladies and gentlemen, um, for watching, hanging out, subscribing, sharing, telling your friends about the show. We love all of yeah. that. Uh, always fun to see uh, some pals in the chat. So thank you guys hanging out. Um, we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. Um. Happy early Valentine's Day. That's I hope true. that uh, you get to roll some love dice or something. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. see you guys next week with another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Our intro and outro music is 8-Bit March by Twin Musicom, licensed under Creative Commons. Check out their website at www.twinmusicom.org.